0: I was brought up by this belief that if you work hard or hard work, if you keep trying hard or pursuing, you will become successful. How many of us have received this message over and over again in our lives? That you have to work hard. Either at your job to make the ranks or marriage is hard work raising children is hard work now I'm not going to say it's easy but this is some of the stuff that we have going on in our subconscious that we're almost open to accepting that life is difficult and it's just hard hard work the more you do the more you accrue. And I said I accrued more stress when I had this belief system than anything else. So let's dig deep and reflect that doing less is more. Or just doing little with tact and finesse. Challengers, welcome to challenge me for you where coaching, connection, collaboration, and innovation as a whole promotes transformation in health and wellness. I'm Nazia Basha, and we are in Season 5, Episode 6. I hope that today you have a light task list to listen to this episode, because we're so caught up in this go-go mentality that we're losing the time to connect and reflect with ourselves, with others, and with our environment. Now, I'm going to speak for myself. I have been on this constant mode I call survival because I've been just going after things because I'm supposed to. In order to be of some sort of value, At least what people venerate on social media, or this person has accomplished this and that, so they're just venerated, rather than someone who isn't on that spotlight and quietly lives their life in peace. I have a dear mentor who lives that serene life, where she recognized that being overproductive actually decreased productivity and impacted health. A resource and article written by Laura Stack, a business leader and a keynote speaker mentions that overproductivity is as deadly as a sin. And a helpline social worker and PhD, Jeanette Brito states that your worth is not tied to what you do. And I'm coming to an acceptance with this, I agree. It's not after years of being trained just to do things in life. My recent epiphany is learning how to just be. Be present. And stop looking for the next personal development modality, hobby, work-related task, or academic achievement. Yes, we have to grow and improve. Yes, we can do better when we realize something is not working or some habits or old patterns are impacting our peace or current moment, yes, there needs to be some sort of modification or change. But to just do for the sake of doing and accruing, because this person is doing that, that person is doing that, I'm afraid I'm going to fall behind the wagon. Let's stop that narrative. So Dr. Britter writes in her article... That our culture overly emphasizes on accomplishments rather than just who we are as people. With our personalities, our quirks, our differences. Yes, we are not a to-do list. So she says, no matter what your culture or your society says, you are enough. Enough in caps. So value your time. take care of yourself because you are easily replaceable. When you die, you're easily replaced by someone else. So it's important to prioritize your well-being and your health. So dear listeners, I made some points to share with you all. So if you choose to, you can take the time to reflect on these things in your life that are much more valuable than your to-do list or Your accomplishments. And of course, at the end, I will close the episode with my self care activity as a reminder to focus on the present moment, to be in a space to revive by doing less. So, point number one we have to accept that unproductivity is healthy and normal. I agree. And especially people with chronic illnesses, it's a challenge. The author herself states that she was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis and as her symptoms progressed, it impacted her daily functioning. So it's important not to just get caught up with productivity when your needs are shifting due to changes in your life. I noticed these days um, when I have my migraines I have to slow down. I have to focus more on my body's needs and when I'm focused I can do better. So sometimes I need more rest, more breaks in between work, I need more hydration. So I need to operate based on what my body is requiring me at the moment. And oftentimes, I don't know about you all, I found myself pushing and exerting more when I wasn't at my optimal level. So we need to respect our needs in the present moment rather than just getting things done. Yes, some days we have to crunch due to our deadlines, but then... I have learned not to make it habitual, not to procrastinate because it impacts our health. So point one, be okay with being unproductive. And advocate with your boss or your coworkers, your spouse, that self-care is a priority. Some people are stubborn, but you come first. I like to emphasize a point that one of my aunts made Uh, She said, I'm not trying to patent the next cure for cancer. I'm not trying to write a book, nor am I trying to win a gold medal. I loved what she said. I'm just trying to have less stress in my life. And that means the less the stress, the more present I am and peaceful I am with myself. So I can reflect that back into the world. So I found that very helpful for me because it allows me to just get off that wheel, that go-go hamster wheel, and just become more present and really relish the sweetness in this present moment. Point number two. Give yourself 15 minutes to do nothing. Okay, this was really weird for me to hear. She says, not even meditation, not even journaling, or anything. So... When I did that, I noticed how I called my thoughts that were like pop-up blockers, or not pop-up blockers, pop-ups in my head. And I'm sure most of you had them. So it went something like this when I started doing this. First I was like, hmm, what's the next thing after this 15 minute break? And my other thought was, well, I'm gonna go get the mail or I have to call the cable company. No, maybe meditation helps. Or, hmm, I have to go ahead and send my coworker another email. And I just found myself so distracted, even in those 15 minutes. So I realized I had to learn how to shut down just thinking. And that's difficult, because the mind does its own thing. And for some folks, meditation does help to tame the thoughts. Um, but... Even a mantra can be distracting because it takes away your focus from you again onto something else. I'm not going to judge anyone for doing what they think is right for them. I think it's totally up to you to decide how your 15 minutes should work. But allow yourself 15 minutes to do nothing. Okay, I have a helicopter going by. Wow, it's pretty loud. So I know it sounds challenging, but it's all practice. And I found a profound amount of relief when I gave myself 15 minutes to absolutely do nothing. It's like, stop. So I decided to incorporate this at least twice um, during the day. And maybe you could do a self-care activity during this time, but even then it's kind of like doing things. So take 15 minutes to absolutely shut down your phone, shut down your laptop, (laughs) take away all the distractions, And just focus in the present moment. Point number three. She says to talk to loved ones. I'm sure many of you do this really well. Talking to loved ones is really good. But I would like to add, talking to loved ones and asking them or inquiring them or requesting them to listen to your needs allows them to become more present. Or listening to their needs without doing things. So often when we talk to our family members or friends, at least for me, it also becomes another to-do list because we're talking about events, future events, uh, task-related activities, whether it's like, okay, picking up the kids, cook what's going to be for dinner, or groceries, meeting up. There's always this constant agenda. So it's also important when you're talking to your loved ones, you talk about your needs, your feelings in the present moment, the type of conversation you're having with each other. It allows you to focus on the connection, the relationship. So this is something still very strange to me because I often go on to conversations with my sister or my brother about, you know, this is what's happening in the world or this is what's happening in the workforce. It's interesting that we seldomly talk about like, whoa, what's our relationship about? How do we feel in the present moment? How do we support each other? So I really like this point. Okay, point number four, write a love note. Now, this also sounded weird to me at first. Love note to me? That's silly. But then I said, why not? I sensed that this author meant writing a love note was to thank yourself for all the hard work you do. And I know most people would feel very strange acknowledging this. But so often we look for others, for validation and approval. So why not with ourselves? And as I reflect as a single person, I'm the provider, the main provider. And I juggle between things. And it's not easy. Being alone is not easy, folks. (laughs) I know when you have a spouse, you can split the workload or whatever, And I know even then it might be difficult because of communication barriers and whatnot, but single life is not easy. So yes, I deserve to thank myself for juggling this hard work, uh, doing things alone, trying to support myself. But may I live and be more connected with me in the moment so I can get things done tactfully and be available for others. So now, just I'm processing all these four points, and I think she really hit home for a lot of the things that sometimes I put into autopilot. So I'm going to take some more time to reflect on this and incorporate these four points. And dear listeners, I hope you can do that as well. So it's that time to close the episode, and as promised, I'll be doing the self-care activity. Now, of course, there's a disclaimer. Make sure you're not driving while you do this. You can either close your eyes, but you don't have to. So do what's comfortable and natural to you. And as we're doing this, may the world's worries gently fall off your shoulders. So let's tune into our auditory sense and shift our awareness towards the tune of the background music, which was now in the background. But let us slowly focus to these beats, And slowly, I would like to introduce you to my lavender tea. I've been sipping on it for a while. It's decaffeinated, and I love this tea because it has this calming effect, especially during the evening. And... These notes are lightly sweetened. So it's not overly sweet. It's not something that will make me jittery at night. So this is just perfect and ideal for this self-care activity. And for my visual sense, I'm in the mood to visualize a scene from the beach. This was back in 2019 when I went to St. Augustine with a friend during sunrise and we did this photo shoot. It was just magnificent. The color of the sky, the sound of the waves. I was awestruck. The universe's creation. So, now for the sense of touch and smell. I had cleaned my feet earlier and I walk barefoot or bare feet at home for the most part, so my feet need some moisturizing. I have with me a eucalyptus foot scrub and also a lotion to heal the dry skin. There's also this uh, cream that goes along with it. So I'm going to use the cream instead. Our feet carry so much weight, our body's weight, so they need tender love and care. So I'm going to take just a little bit and gently rub the cream onto the soles of my feet. And I like to do this circular motion, just to make sure that it actually kind of soaks into my skin, and this eucalyptus scent, I tell you, is so potent, yet it's got this refreshing and clean scent. And it also has notes of bergamot, which gives it a little bit of a sweetness to it. All right, so that was the self-care activity. So now I'm going to go wash my hands. And I hope this episode allowed you to get some insight about it's okay to do less because less is more. So on that note, may you find peace and wellness. Remember, we are evolving daily here at Challenge Me for you. Be well, be safe, sending you all love. Take care.